Welcome to the nitty gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. Hey, we're at the hey. park, park talks. Hey, so like we had a random time to hang out. So <laughs> <laughs> what were we going to talk about? Uh, well, we, Danielle and I are together. Um, not randomly together, but we're together. And then randomly after the thing we were doing was like, do you have time? Let's go to a park. And then I was just thinking we should continue talking about what we were talking to today. You said you wanted to, there was so much more yeah. to talk about as far as the, um, just with mental health, with mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, this is probably part three by the time you're hearing it because <laughs> <laughs> mental health, let's, let's, let's face it. It cannot be encapsulated into even like 15 episodes. It right. would go on forever. But Danielle felt like there was more and she wanted yeah. to share more. So, yeah. Well, Two two parts of it too. There's more that God was putting on my heart in the last couple of days and reminding me things of he of what He's shown me as I've walked through it. But I also wanted to take a chance to like ask you what it's like right now because mm. you've recently been walking through it, and so I think that just will bring like an extra level of connection with the people listening. Mm. Because you're walking through it with them. Currently. If they are currently experiencing it. Then I am too. You are too. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when we first were talking about it, we were just declaring like the victory side of things and speaking God's strength and his mercies and his presence in it. But to actually speak to what it feels like when you're walking through it, I think would be so powerful for the people listening also. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to be ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) Well, you're anyways. Okay. Um, (laughs) yeah, let's pray over it. I want to pray over it. And then I just want to share like the one thing it connected to something you said last time. Okay. Um, so let's pray first. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, thank you for this time. Thank you that you already knew this time was going to exist, even if we had not planned for it. And that's like such a fun thing. God, as we ask you, I know I've been asking you lately, show me how to surrender my plans for the day. Show me how to surrender what I think is going to happen so I can be present and willing to just shift with what you're doing, not to get blown and tossed around by everything that comes up, but to Mm. truly be walking with the way that your Holy Spirit wind is blowing me um, and to stay in line with your direction and your purposes for the day. Um, My plans and purposes can feel super structured and organized to me, but I know God that you have a greater plan and a purpose for this day. And so as this is your day and not not ours. We just proclaim your victory and we proclaim your presence and invite your presence into this conversation Mm -hmm. and just ask for 
your wisdom to flow from us. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to listen to this mm-hmm. when they listen to it. And I just ask that you meet us in this moment and meet them in this moment um, in whatever they are experiencing, whether it's chaos from the day, whether it's a joyful day, whether it's um, in a day of just kind of ups and downs, Lord, you are here. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you exist outside of space and time, our our reality of space and time. Mm-hmm. You are before it, you are beyond it, and um, you are holding all of it together. And so um, we thank you for this time. We thank you. Yeah, God, I'm thankful for this time. And as a wise woman recently told me, that we need to start looking for the miraculous because it's everywhere. And so I thank you, Lord God, that even in this time at this park, you can be doing something miraculous in what we are talking about that lends a hand to someone who maybe feels like they are drowning, who are just needing support or encouragement. So I thank you, Lord God, that this could be for the one. Mm-hmm the one who's just desperate need of something and this, you know, quote unquote, impromptu meeting with me and Danielle that you already knew was going to happen. So I just thank you, Lord God, that your spirit is leading us and that we can look for the miraculous and we can see. I just got distracted by my kids. (laughs) Welcome to park days. Welcome to park days. Um, Yeah, that we can just see your will in all of this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, the first thing I wanted to share as Shell, you were talking about this vision that God's given you coming through the anxiety and coming through the depression of Lazarus coming out of the tomb. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking more about that. And I remember when I was at that process of coming out of it, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of community and community's role that they play in our connection with Jesus and in seeing what God's doing in our life. Yeah. When Lazarus was being brought back, <laughs> our kids just discovered that there's water splash on the pad. splash pad. So Boy. they're about to go. Just take rock off your out. tank top. <laughs> okay. Um, so when Lazarus's family went to Jesus, they were like, Jesus, come quick. Like my brother is, is dying. Mm -hmm. And Jesus knew he didn't have to rush urgently over there because he already knew what the outcome was going to be. Right. (laughs) So Jesus is going with his timing and what he needs to do to serve the people around him. So he finally meets with this family and they're his friends. These are people that he's close with and that he's lived life with. And when he gets there, Lazarus has already died. And you know, the famous scripture, that's the shortest scripture in the Bible, Jesus wept. wept. There's so many different ways that that can be interpreted. But what God has shown me as I've looked at that is that Jesus is weeping Yes, there's, you know, there's the element of him. He could be sad for the loss of his friend. But what God was showing me is it was Jesus's compassion for this family. He saw that they were hurting. Jesus already knew the outcome. Jesus already knew he was going to bring him back to life. But in that moment, he 
didn't just rush to fix the problem. He met and comforted their hearts and he wept with them. He mourned with them and he didn't dismiss how they were feeling just to try to fix everything. Right. And then when it was time for Jesus to... Then bring, sorry, I paused because I needed to check and make sure that my kids are alive. When it was time for Lazarus to come out of the grave, he called him out. Lazarus had to take the step of obedience to walk out of that grave mm-hmm. and walk out of the death. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus called upon his friends to unwrap his wrappings. It was his friends that helped take him out of that bondage. And so as we are walking out of the bondage of anxiety or the bondage of depression or whatever it is that keeps us trapped, whatever it is that makes us feel locked up and constricted, community Mm. can help unwrap those dirty rags. Yes. Those cloths of death that feel like they're strangling us. When you have community around you, they are the ones that can speak life and help you take that barrier off of your life so you can allow the life that Jesus is calling from inside of you to come out. So good. So good. <laughs> Cause I have, I know I've heard this concept before, but when we were talking this last time, it like, we didn't even like dive into no. that. And I feel, not I feel, I know that in my past I have had victory in some areas Mm -hmm. but I did not set myself up by being surrounded by other believers that were going to encourage me Mm -hmm. because the enemy just doesn't go away Mm -hmm. when all of this is happening. The enemy is going to come at you even harder when you are having that victory because he wants to keep you in bondage. Right. Therefore we need to have we need to have friends that like it's not a vent sesh it's like oh my gosh Danielle I'm being so attacked right now I need you to pray with me mm-hmm. and then then the prayer comes which mm-hmm. is like the first and foremost thing because we need the Holy Spirit to guide us but then the encouragement comes then the I experienced this oh you're going through that I've 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 done that I've been there right it's hard but you're gonna get to the other side mm-hmm. of it so yes community is like it's, it's so important, and I feel like nowadays Christianity, so many people think that, like, all you need is God. God will be my judge. Yeah, just watch God, it online, just, and you're going to be fine. You can yeah, you're going to so get many fed. sermons and get fed because you're watching it. And those are great. Those are great resources. Yes, super great. As, like, extras, right? Yes. But they're not, like, you're, you're missing out on the whole feast if that's all you're allowing yourself to I'm experience. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's like community adds the flavor and it adds the, the excitement. And we all have such different personalities that God's given us. And so the community gives us different perspectives. Yeah. It's like a different and, facet mm-hmm. of like a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rather than just eating kale all day long, <laughs> like a kale salad's really healthy and great for you, but like community adds all the other stuff that actually makes it digestible yeah, <laughs> or palatable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's so true. That's, that, that's a really good visual for me. I'm like seeing it. I'm like, yeah, 
That's so right on. Uh, someone else is listening like, I don't want to eat a kale salad. Give me my, like, give me that ranch. <laughs> Dump some ranch on some it. Some buttermilk. <laughs> I know. Find you some buttermilk friends. Yeah, with some spice. <laughs> We're so cheesy. I know. Bring on we the are, cheese. We yeah. are so cheesy. Uh, all right. So, Shell, I want to I wanna hear your current story right now I want to hear you share what like you are you are in a place where you are declaring God's victory over your health your mental health specifically Mm -hmm. and yes there's physical health stuff going on too Mm -hmm. they kind of go hand in hand sometimes right like if our physical health isn't being taken care of our Our mental mental health health can go crazy because it's like you're not able to work through all that but you're in you're truly walking in a season of trusting that God is going to give you the victory in this, even though your flesh daily is is going through I don't know if the dark place is the way to describe it. I know you were yeah. in a place and you, you talked a lot in our last report. Yeah, that was like the darkest place. How God felt brought like that. that light. Yeah. But even if you're not in a dark place, like I know sometimes people can think that depression equals suicidal thoughts. Well, that's not true. My Mm -hmm. depression, I never had suicidal thoughts. My depression looked so different. Mm -hmm. And um, anxiety can look so different for people too. And so Mm -hmm. like the importance of not, not just thinking we understand what that looks like for everybody, um, but hearing your personal experience of what it looks like to walk through it. And also I caught myself saying something and I, I want to bring clarity to this because we've talked about so much the importance of what we speak over ourselves. Mm -hmm. What God showed me in part of my freedom of truly walking free is not saying my anxiety and my depression because that was taking ownership of it as if it was something that belonged to me. Right. And so I said my depression and I, I just want to speak that over someone who says, Oh, my anxiety is really bad today start to replace it with, I feel anxious today Yeah. because even just making that small shift of recognizing it's a feeling and our feelings point us to something that needs attention, your feeling is not your identity. And so even just that shift in how we speak about things is recognizing that, oh, I feel this way. I need to address something, but this is not who I am. It is not something that I am going to wear and own and breaking free. And that's like one little shift in how we see things. So I wanted to correct myself because I know that that was such a huge part of my healing Mm -hmm. um, and seeing Jesus' victory. But anyways, back to, I want to hear from you, Shell. I want to hear. Like what? Like, I'm like, what? Give me a question. I'm like, what? There's so much. I don't even like, right know where to start so if you were to describe a day where you wake up and that anxiety is present yeah what does that That was yesterday okay so maybe walk like what did that look like for you what does it feel like what's the process like for you um so yesterday I like called my husband cause I was like, or he called me, he's at work, he's a fireman. So I think I mentioned that. Uh, and he likes to check in with us in the morning and he's like, how's your morning going? And I was like, I woke up irritable and I'm trying to figure out what that irritation is 
and where it stemmed from. Because before I had this like recognition of anxiety attacks and all of that, it was just like when people say you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you just kind of were like, oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I'm like, no, this is when this happens, this is a deliberate attack from the enemy. So that's mm -hmm. my first key is like when that is happening. And if I don't know what it is, I don't just think like, oh, it's going to go away. I try to figure out and pinpoint when it started. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's right when I woke up, but then I look back and I'm like, oh, I was awake for five minutes and mm -hmm. I was fine. And then mm -hmm. my kid said something or they didn't listen to me right away or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I honestly, it's like yesterday happened. I'm like, what do you, what, what it was it that it, I can't even remember. I did remember yesterday and I was able to pinpoint it and move forward. Um, but what that looks like is taking it to God first. Cause I used to immediately call my mom or call a friend because I was like, this is what I need to do. I need to pray. But then I started putting my faith in other people mm -hmm. that like, yes, where two or more are gathered, like we need that. But mm -hmm. also Jesus needs to be my first source. Mm -hmm. So I have began a new discipline just this last year of I'm going to pray and talk to Jesus first. And I'm going to read my word because the word never comes back void. And the word, even if I don't even understand it, I mean, I was just talking to Melina yesterday. It's like, she's That's like my so, sister-in-law, by the way. Yeah, and they're like she's really amazing. good friends. And she's amazing. <laughs> and we were just talking about the word yesterday. And I was feeling overwhelmed about reading so much, like reading the Bible. I'm trying to read the New Testament by the end of the year, right? So you have to read yeah. so much every day. And uh -huh. I was like, Melena. <laughs> and she's like, oh girl, some days I read it and I'm like, what did I just read? Yeah. She's like, but that's okay because the, the word is living. Yeah. And if is, you're reading it and God will reveal it to you, or maybe it's something that reveals to you later, but like you're in it yeah. and, and the Holy Spirit is alive in it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I will read the word and I'm kind of like, I used to just try to open and like, okay, God, show me. Mm -hmm. And now I just go specifically. I'm like, okay, I've been looking in Romans. I'm going to go to, I've already been reading it this week. It's new and alive every single day. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll find something new this day. And sometimes there's nothing that's really speaking to me, but it's okay because mm -hmm. I can see, I can see, I can just see God and who he is yeah. in his word. Yeah. So that's my first step. And then after that, I was still kind of like, uh, and then I was praying with people and I asked people for prayer. Um, and the second I was like already talking to God, it's like, I already felt like it kind of releasing. And then when I was able to, um, communicate with a friend, it was like, it was like another layer. It's like mm -hmm. what you're talking about with Lazarus. Yes. Okay. So it's like, I have these bandages on me and it's like, I talk to Jesus. He takes off one layer. I'm like, great. I'm already feeling more free and more released, but mm, nope. Now I need to bring in backup. Like mm -hmm. God is showing me that. Sometimes it's just that where God's like, nope, like mm -hmm. I did it. You don't need to reach out to anyone else. Yeah. And yesterday I was like, no, I need that. I need that reaching out. And then felt that just knowing that people are praying mm -hmm. also does something in your spirit of yes. just like someone cares, someone is fighting for me. Yes. This is not just venting and just like right. talking about things. This right. is this is going to God. It also encourages other people because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this person is bringing me into the situation. Sometimes they're going through something just like that and yeah. they didn't reach out because maybe they're swallowed by it. And then you reach out and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm going through that too. Right. Yeah, let's pray together. Yeah. I just want to comment really quick. What I love, it's so obvious that Shell goes to Jesus first because when she is asking for prayer, she are, God has already revealed to her 
what she needs from the community, whether it be practical advice, whether it be scripture, whether it be worship music, <laughs> whether she doesn't need. Are you talking about I this mean, morning? Yes, I was going to bring up this morning, <laughs> but I love it. It made me laugh out loud. She sent an audio text to our Bible study group and she was explaining a situation she was going through, but, and it was a hard situation. It was something real that was hard and heavy. But she said in her message to us so clearly, like, I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking for advice. I'm looking for prayer. Please pray with me. And if you have scripture, send it my way. If God gives you insight as you're praying, share that with me. And I think that's so wise. And that comes with a daily relationship with Jesus and sometimes years of walking with him to see it that way. And so not, not everybody's going to start in that place, but it made me laugh because I know Shell's heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what a testimony of how she really does seek Jesus first, because she knew like, this was not about getting affirmation from people. This right. was not about people saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going through this. La, la, la. Right. It was like, I need Jesus in this. So give me some scripture and give me some prayer yeah. because I've already sought him and I'm calling out to you as the body of Christ to speak into this also, not from a place of, Oh, your flesh as a person feels bad for me, Mm -hmm. but as a warrior for the King who is, who is fighting with the angels on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you get to that point where you just feel like you're tired and I'm like, I don't need to fight anymore and I can give this to God. But there is so much attack happening right now that someone needs to fight. So this is where God is like, reach out to your people, reach Mm -hmm. out to those who are close to you. But yeah, God has to be your first, your emergency contact. Yes. (laughs) Because the enemy wants us isolated. The enemy doesn't want us reaching out and and can even be like, oh, you don't need to reach out. You're fine. You're going to be fine. Don't inconvenience people. So fighting against that too. Right. Oh, totally. But Jesus first. Jesus first. But yeah, that's I guess that's what it's looked like for me there. And then I think I mentioned this in the first part of this is like knowing that it's truly going to be okay. Hmm. Like how many times we see people and they're like, it's fine. I'm fine. And you know the second when your friend says, I'm fine. They're not. And they're not fine. Uh-huh. But we just like don't say anything because mm-hmm. it's a way – well, it's a way for the enemy to shut us all down. Mm-hmm. I just saw that squirrel bury his nut. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just watched this girl. Oh, my God. He, squirrel just dug a hole and buried his nut. nut. Oh, he's going to come back for that. Oh, my gosh. That was really cute. Okay. Oh. Squirrel. <laughs> literally, so, squirrel. So bury these nuggets that we give for you <laughs> and come back to them later. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what Jesus is showing us this moment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> No, you were talking about how um, the squirrel was bearing. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot too. What was I talking about? Okay, yeah. So we don't say anything when the person says, I'm fine, because we don't want to offend them. We don't want to pry too deep. And you know what? Sometimes there is times for that where someone will tell me something and God is like, this is not your place to dig right now. This person needs to reach out and ask for that help. I am doing a work in them. And if you continue to pester and ask them, are you okay? Well, then, then they are not moving in the area that I want them to move into. Then you are enabling them. So there is a time and place to not ask, but you know that there's moments where you ask a friend, they say they're fine. And you're like, they're not fine, but I didn't ask. I didn't stop to pray for them, whatever that, whatever that looks like. And so 
my point is I have finally got to a place like I shared when I was juicing and the breakthrough happened and I looked at Morgan and I was like, it's going to be okay. It was like me saying like, it's going to be okay. Like it is fine Mm -hmm. because God has it. And Mm -hmm. so I am just holding on to that. So like yesterday when things were obviously not fine Mm -hmm. in the flesh, but I was like, God is going to take care of this. If I sit here and wallow in this, my, my thoughts will become actions. What is that thing? It's like the domino effect. Like your thoughts will become words. Your words become actions. Your Mm -hmm. actions will become, it's like, it just compounds on itself, right? You're, you just, you follow down that road. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think that, I guess I don't know. I want to say I know, but I I guess I don't know. But that, I personally think that a lot of depression and anxiety is just compounded thoughts on actions, Mm. on following down that slippery slope, Mm -hmm. right? It does start from somewhere. It's not like people are just making this up. We struggle. Mm -hmm. But does it have to go from a one to a 10? Maybe it stops at a five because Mm -hmm. you're able to bring Jesus into it and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I am not okay, but you are okay and you have overcome this. And I'm going to literally let you take the reins on this. So I'm just going to pray and worship. And so that has been my big turning point is just, I was praising before, but the way I'm praising now is like, I'm at the end of the race and I'm a victor, Mm. not praising because I'm like, I'm drowning. And if I praise, this will somehow Mm. save me. It's like, no, I'm really praising God because you got it. You did it. Thanks. Thanks for taking care of this for me, dad. Yeah. Like you care about me. And and then it quickly just dissipates and it doesn't escalate anymore. Like so I've good. learned how not like I'm a master. I'm learning. I'm learning how to de-escalate what the enemy wants to escalate. Yeah. And so I guess that's what it's looking like for me right now. But like, I mean, this morning was rough. Last night was a horrible night with my daughter. She was up many times. The enemy was totally attacking her with fear, all kinds of stuff. And I felt like I had a newborn. And I am exhausted today. So I wake up and, you know, kids are just kids. They're just doing normal kid things. And I was feeling, you know, rubbed the wrong way. Like, like I got to I gotta do this and I already have a, a meeting that, I, you know, I have to meet up with these people and I got to do all this stuff. And it was just like, just take a deep breath, Shell, <laughs> and know that I've already taken this for you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You are tired. This is a real thing right now. You're exhausted spiritually Mm -hmm. and now you're exhausted physically and the enemy is going to want to you know want to take this Mm -hmm. so this morning I knew immediately that um I needed to reach out to women because I had woke up at 6 30 and I had a whole hour of prayer time and in my word I was like in the word and then the attacks were just like boom 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 so I was like okay I've already spent my time with Mm -hmm. Jesus I now know that I can immediately call for backup. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a five different groups of women that I was like, here you go. Here you go. Here's yeah. your homework. Here, pray yep. for me. Pray yep. for me. I need this. And so, yeah, using my resources more, letting go of pride, letting go of the thoughts of have I reached out too much? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was so much pride. There yes, is still exactly so much pride in my life that God is like tearing down. But it's, it's, it's like what you were saying, like someone offered to hold the door. You're like, I got it. And it's like, we got to stop saying we got it and just admit we don't got it. We don't have it together at all. And why are we stopping someone else from blessing us? Totally. 
That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but like, why are we stopping someone else from blessing us by yes. helping us? Because we have to show that we have it in our control. Right. Oh my gosh. Like the need for control that I know. has fueled anxiety for so many years in yep. my life. And that is a generational thing in my for family. Sure. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, down to like how clean the countertops have. Oh my gosh, that's me. (laughs) That's my family though. It is. And it is like, it grips people like the need for every detail of every square inch of the house to be clean in a certain way. And, but that need for control trickles into so many other areas. Yeah. And it takes you so further from God. You think that it's like, or maybe subconsciously, you, it's subconscious. You don't think it, but you're just like, right. that's just what your default, that's your go-to right. to feel like you have control of something. But it like right. does not bring you peace. It doesn't at all. It, and- it doesn't bring you everlasting peace. Maybe in that moment you're like, oh, I just did something that I controlled. So you have this like five minutes and then you see a crumb and you're right back into it. Right. Like, and then you could use that analogy or not analogy, but um, you could use that, I guess, as an analogy. Yeah. For anything. Right. <laughs> the crumb. But there's something about understanding what God's sovereignty is that realizes I, I tell my kids this all the time too, which <laughs> this could be a whole other podcast. I tell them all the time, you feel out of control right now, mm-hmm. but just because you feel out of control doesn't mean you are incapable of self-control. Mm. When so you good. feel, when you feel out of control, the sooner you recognize that God is in control and God is holding it together, you can have self-control mm-hmm. because God's working. That's what I, what you said is literally what I'm talking about. That is literally my breakthrough, like just the last few weeks. And as of yesterday and today, those very things that I just shared with you. Yeah. Well, the only reason I can be teaching this to my kids is because that was, that was the root of Mm -hmm. anxiety for me when I was holding it all together. And my body was literally like the manifestation of the thoughts of what I was doing. My body collapsed and constricted and couldn't move anymore. And it was like a reflection of me trying to hold on to everything. And God was like, you are in this fetal position, completely constricted. Your hands can't even open because you need to open your spiritual hands. Yes. Like open your spiritual hands and and give it to me and know that I am in control. And as soon as you realize that I am holding you together and everything else, (laughs) like your breath is going to come back. Yeah. So good. And the same woman who is, there's a woman that I'm doing this like weekly Zoom with, with some ladies from my church, who's just really empowering us and speaking life into us. She was just this last week was saying how she saw hands Mm -hmm. like this. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm fisting my hands right now. Mm -hmm. And then just like opening them up. Mm -hmm. And there was so much in that. I wasn't even a part of that Zoom that week, but she touched on it more this week. And it's so much of like what you just said too. Yeah. It's like, what are you white knuckling? Yes. What are you white knuckling? (laughs) Yes. What are you white knuckling? Uh Within, Within that probably lies your anxiety and your fears and all of that. Like, what are you gripping? What are you holding so hard onto? Yeah. And we actually, like a friend was sharing this with me a few years ago, but it's, it's a part of our biochemistry to want to hold on to things. Like if you, if you lay on your back and just put your arms like by your side, or even if you're just sitting upright right now while you're listening to this and you put your hands in your lap, what's the state that they automatically go to? Like to curl up your hands like want to just, curl back. Just like when you sit there and you put your the backs of your hands like on your knees even. What do they do? 
your hands want to curl back. Yeah. That is that is the natural state that your body wants to go into, and you it is a it is a physical conscious thing to have to open them up, and we do stretches all the time. Like I do, um, there's a couple workout programs that I do. One's Tac Fit, and then I do like Spartan training and ninja training. But what do we have to do after we've been gripping handlebars, after we've been yes. holding the club bells? We have to do these active stretches uh -huh. to get our hands to open up and go in the opposite direction. Otherwise, yes. the fascia grips, and it will actually make them even more constricted. Well, we do that in our spirit, where the more and more we try to control, the more and more we try to hold on to, everything becomes jammed up and it can't yeah. move. The blood cannot flow. So yeah. we need to actively open up our hands and release those things to God so that his blood can flow through our life and yeah. his blood can heal all those areas and help us be more flexible and less rigid and yeah. help us be able to release whatever it is that we're holding on to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so good. So good. <laughs> I know. It's so good. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He is the one that is in control. Yeah. I mean, if God, that is the not. thing today that you can take away, like God is sovereign. And that means that he is the one that put this world into motion. He is the one that gave you life. He is the one that has a purpose and a plan for this day. And he is not controlling us like robots, but mm -hmm. he wants us to join him and partner with him and enjoy life with him and experience his goodness. But if we resist and, and fight, he can't use us. He can't use it. We need to be willing to give that to him. And another right. quote that someone just said, uh, the same woman, I might not have it correctly, but I'm pretty sure it's, God, if, if there's something that you're wanting to control or if you're wanting to have, you know, like revenge or, you know, judgment or whatever it is towards a situation or towards a certain person, it is that God will recycle that into justice. Hmm. But if God has nothing, not that he has nothing to work with, but if we don't give him something to work with, how can he recycle it? Hmm. And it was like, uh, I'll have to get back. Yeah, I'll have to add it in. Uh, there might be a little weird pause in this, and then I'll read the correct quote. Give your bitterness to God, and he will recycle it into justice. Okay, so there it was. There's the correct, <laughs> correct quote. <laughs> um, but it's so good because it is, it's like an offering. It's something that we have to give to him mm -hmm. that he is going to recycle. Yeah into justice. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to worry about all of that. And that's where a lot of control comes is from like wanting justice in certain things or in everything, whether it's about our time or someone did something. I mean, it could be down to like the tiniest thing that we're like, oh no, but this needs to be, this needs to be rectified. Yeah. And it's like the second we can let that go, mm -hmm. give it to God, he recycles it. Yes. And gives it back to us way better than we could have ever gotten it on our own. And yes. I was, my brain was like, oh, so write that quote down, carry it with you. Cause it literally blew my mind. I love the wisdom that God shares with people and how it just carries through. It's like when we read different translations of the Bible, mm -hmm. it's like, yes, there's translations, there's transliterations and, but it's, it's wisdom that God has given people to give us a different perspective and to relate to. And it's so beautiful. It's like we, we discovered the passion translation a few years ago. And for people that have 
grown up in the church your whole life, if you haven't heard of the Passion Translation, I encourage you to look it up. Verses that I've heard my whole life that, you know, sometimes you hear scripture over and over and over again, and your your brain automatically responds to how you've heard it. Not, not always in a bad way, but maybe it's right. not fresh because you're like, oh yeah, I know what that says. But the Passion Translation for me, it's like been that breath of the Holy Spirit into some of those verses mm. that um, needed that life again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually reading a verse from the Passion Translation this morning in one of my devotionals. And in our last podcast, we were talking about how, yes, there are there are steps that will be helpful, you know, praying, reading God's word, being in community. There are steps that God wants for us as we experience that wholeness. But really, it's a relationship with Jesus. And I was talking to Joseph about that this week. And um, even in separate conversations, we were talking about, like, what is that? What does that actually mean to have a relationship with Jesus? And he brought some insight into it where it's like we need the Holy Spirit to actually be in us and working in us to see the change. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, God's presence is in is this there. place and around here, right? but his spirit actually moves in, in us. us. And so if this sounds foreign to you when you're listening, like, oh, we, you know, cause we talk a lot about how we hear from the Lord and how he, and how the Holy spirit is moving in us. It is something active. When you, when you seek Jesus, you will hear from him mm-hmm. in different ways and it's different for everybody, but it will be obvious when God is working in you when his spirit is making that change. The change in our heart can only happen with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was reading 2 Corinthians 3 this morning, and it says, Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is, there is freedom. <laughs> yes. When we all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I have heard, I was laughing this morning at breakfast when we were talking about this scripture because I'm like, oh my gosh, how many times I've, heard, I've yeah. sung that song, where the Spirit, Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Daniel's like, what scripture in the Bible do you not have a song for, Mom? <laughs> But seriously, I've sung this song so many times and I've worshiped and like experienced God's presence through that song. But there was like a different revelation this morning when I was reading it where it's like where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And if his spirit is in me, then whatever it is in my life, I need freedom from. I need to invite his spirit into that area inside me. Mm-hmm. And that is where the freedom's going to come from. Welcoming. Him yeah. Not an the, external. Yes. Welcome him in to the pride that I want to be free from. Welcome him into Oof, the area of one. control. <laughs> Welcome him into changing my tone and the yes. way that I speak. Welcome yes. him in to the unity in my household. Yeah. Welcome him into the conversations I have with my husband and welcome him into my homeschooling process. There's, there's freedom when I invite the Holy Spirit to move. 100%. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And again, we have to invite that. It's like, it's just going back to faith, right? It is action. Just like what I said about the recycling. Mm -hmm. We have to actively give him what we 
cannot handle what we do not want. And yes. we have to invite him. Yes. He is not a pushy God. He's not going to rip things nope. out of our hands. He's gonna, not going to shove things down our throats. Right. We have to act. There yes. is action in our faith. Yes. Wow. Yes. Should this be the verse we pray over us yeah. today? Yeah. I love that. I just sent that to someone yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, here we that go. Is, and that is what happens in community, too. When you are walking with the Lord and when you know it's healthy community, God often will be communicating the mm -hmm. same or similar things yeah. when you're not together. And when you come together, it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. God just told me this. And then those are those confirmations that yeah. you get where you're just like, okay. Like, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to start us off? Or sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time. Thank you that you are in us and you are with us. May every day that we grow closer to you, we invite you in deeper into those places. Those places that we might be still white knuckling. Pray for whoever is listening right now that if you just take a moment and just put your hands out and your palms facing up mm -hmm. and just release and let go and ask God to take mm -hmm. those areas of control, those areas of bondage, those areas of depression, anxiety, unrest, whatever, whatever word you need to fill in there. I pray Lord God that you would be with us while we open our hands. Thank you, Lord God, that you never leave us and that you are calling us to let go. You are not opening our hands. You're not prying open our hands, but you are just waiting there. And when we do, you are just ready. Thank you, Lord God, for that assurance that we have in you. I pray today, Lord God, that the Lord that we are referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever you are, Lord, there is freedom. And we can all, it doesn't say some, we can all draw close to you. When the veil is removed from our faces, I just see like, imagine trying to like kiss someone with a veil, like so <laughs> awkward, yeah. but without the veil, we become like mirrors who brightly reflect your glory. Mm. So I thank you, Lord God, that you are releasing the hands mm. from being clenched. You are pulling back the veils. And I thank you for those lights or those mirrors that have been dimmed that when that veil, veil comes back, Lord God, it is going to just be so bright. That reflection is going to be blinding, but in a good way, not full of pride or look at me, I've arrived or look what Jesus is doing, but truly just boasting in you. And even sometimes when we see our own reflection, it's like, whoa, this is the work that Jesus has done inside of me. I thank you, Lord God, that we are being transfigured into your very image as you as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. We don't just stay that same. You continue to illuminate from within side of us until it comes out and it is just for everyone and everywhere. Thank you, Lord God, that this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is spirit. Yeah, it's not our own works that is transforming us. It is your spirit that is working within us. Yeah. And even when I open it up here, it even says it's not based on the clever abilities of men, mm -hmm. but God's empowering presence that imparts life. It flows from the Holy Spirit. It imparts righteousness. It contains a greater glory than the law. 
it brings transfiguration of believers into greater levels of glory. So God, all of that is you. It is not us. And I'm just so in awe of what you're always doing. Like you're always doing stuff. And I pray that we would begin, as I said before, just to look for the miraculous. I said it in the first prayer. I'll say it in the ending prayer, God. Just like when people look for faults in others or they look for the like negative or like, oh, what's this happening or something to complain about. It's so easy to default to that. But may we start looking for the miracles, looking for your peace, looking for your glory, looking for who to bless, who to pray for, who to love on, when to speak, when to be quiet. That we are always just looking for you in everything and you are right there. So you're going to show us if we're seeking. We thank you that the grip of control be released right now in the name of Jesus. The lie that when we do that, it makes us feel better and it's going to be better. And I just have to do it all that we would see that it is a lie. God, I pray for the person listening who has had a person or people in their life try to control everything that they're doing. And so their desire from control comes from like a self-preservation or protection that they have learned so that they feel safe. Yeah. And they are scared to give that to you because it feels so vulnerable. I pray, Lord, that you show this person in your timing how safe you are and how safe they are with you. And that you are not going to take their thoughts and hopes and dreams and passions and crush them, but that you are the one that wants to empower them and give them the courage and the strength to live each day with the purpose and without fear. Lord, I pray for the person who has been putting themselves on the throne of their lives instead of you. That pride has taken over and they just want to do things their way. They want to put you in a box and see you the way that makes them feel comfortable instead of the way that actually brings change. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to soften their heart to see that you are the sovereign king and the only way for them to not be stuck is to reach out and grab your hand and let you help them. Yes, God. I pray, Lord, for the person who might be struggling with anger or resentment. Maybe they're exhausted and they feel like they've been making so much effort. Every day just feels like a lot of effort and work. And they've been doing the steps that they need to take. Maybe they've been reading their word. Maybe they've been praying every day. Maybe they have been seeking community, but they still just feel so exhausted by what's happening around them. And they fight to see that there is anxiety because they're doing the steps and they're doing the things that the the Christian is supposed to do. And they can't figure out why they still feel like a wreck inside. Holy Spirit, reveal what this individual needs because mm, you're the only one that can show them what 
bandage needs to be unraveled. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you that you're steadfast. <laughs> Let's wait for it to pass and then we'll just say amen. <laughs> thank you, God, for all of this. In Jesus' name.